Welcome to Creative Biolab Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As a sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith? Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Beth. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. In the previous program, we discussed the preparation methods of liposomes, including the hydration reaction of lipids, sonication, and homogenization for controlling the size of liposomes. After Dr. Smith's explanation, we learned that liposomes are hydrated from lipid molecules or a mixture of lipid molecules. Generally, lipids are hydrated in a dry state. The piles of crystalline bilayers become liquid and expand. The myelin-like substance grows and detaches when stirred and closes itself into large multilamellar liposomes. Because this eliminates unfavorable interactions at the edges. Once these large particles are formed, they can be broken down into smaller double-layer fragments by mechanical treatment, which are close to the smaller liposomes. Today we will follow Dr. Smith to continue to learn more knowledge. Well, Dr. Smith, could you introduce some other methods to produce small liposomes? In addition to the mechanical treatment you just mentioned, another way is to use asymmetric membrane expansion or compression. When asymmetric pH changes interact with specific ions or molecules, the smaller unilamellar liposomes germinate. It is difficult to calculate the size of liposomes in the escape mechanism. However, in the cell formation of a closed bilayer membrane mechanism, the size of liposomes can be summarized as dependent on the energy dissipated by the system, the bending elasticity of the bilayer, and the edge interaction of the open fragments. Do you mean that the balance between edge interaction and film bending elasticity determines the final size of the vesicle? That's exactly what I mean. The two contributions are comparable to a considerable extent. This could explain the rather heterogeneous vesicle preparation. Therefore, liposomes are usually not in a thermodynamically stable state. This fact can explain the heterogeneity of liposome preparations if they have not undergone established preparation procedures. Because symmetrical double-layer membranes are often flat, when the membrane is closed, it has a limited, positive excess bending energy. It is this characteristic of liposomes that makes them a good choice as drug and gene carriers. Why don't liposomes choose to be in a thermodynamically stable state? A system in a thermodynamic equilibrium state will change its phase according to dilution and temperature changes. In contrast, a system in a dynamic capture state is quite stable under this disturbance, so it can better maintain its cargo. For example, micelles and microemulsions dissolve or aggregate when diluted, while liposomes remain unchanged during the same process. This seems to involve another issue which is the stability of liposomes. What aspects does it contain? One can distinguish the physical stability, chemical stability, and biological stability of liposomes. In the pharmaceutical industry and drug delivery, shelf life stability is also very important. 
It is a cumulative attribute of physical and chemical stability. Liposome stability is a complex issue. It is composed of unrelated instability. On the other hand, it synergistically causes the instability of the system. What is the physical stability of liposomes? How do you explain it? Physical stability mainly refers to the stability of the liposome size distribution and the ratio of lipid to the activator, indicating the stability of the encapsulation or binding of the activator. What are the factors that affect physical stability? Physical stability is also called thermodynamic stability and collision stability. The liposome membrane is a dynamic membrane, and phospholipid molecules constantly exchange positions. Liposome particles can aggregate and precipitate spontaneously. These all cause the physical morphology and structure of liposomes to be unstable. Therefore, the particle size, composition, characteristics of the cargo, and external temperature of liposomes are all factors that affect the physical stability of liposomes. In addition, for highly charged cationic liposomes, if properly sterilized, they can be stable at 4 degrees Celsius for several years. I see. So, what are the main manifestations of the chemical stability of liposomes? On the one hand, it is reflected in the stability of the encapsulated drug. On the other hand, it is the stability of the liposome membrane material. From another perspective, chemical stability mainly indicates the hydrolysis and oxidation of oils. Hydrolysis can separate hydrophobic chains, especially those connected by ester bonds. The main components of liposomes, phospholipids, mostly contain unsaturated acyl chains. This makes it easy to undergo oxidation, hydrolysis, and other reactions. In contrast, ether linkage can improve stability. How to overcome the problem of liposome oxidation and hydrolysis? In other words, how to improve the chemical stability of liposomes? Liposome peroxidation is a chain reaction initiated by free radicals. The generation of hydroxyl radicals or hydroperoxides can accelerate lipid oxidation. Preventing their formation is the main way to inhibit lipid oxidation. On the other hand, the pH value, ionic strength, buffer system, and temperature of liposome preparations have varying degrees of influence on the hydrolysis of membrane materials. Adjusting these factors can effectively alleviate the hydrolysis of liposomes. It is worth noting that the oxidation and hydrolysis of phospholipids will reduce the fluidity of liposome membranes. Subsequently, the phenomenon of aggregation and precipitation will occur due to the increase in drug permeability. These chemical instabilities may lead to physical instabilities such as aggregation and rupture of liposome particles. I understand what you mean. What does the biological stability of liposomes refer to? You can understand it as the stability of liposomes in the blood. It is the key to the liposome's function as a drug carrier. There are many factors in serum that destroy the biological stability of liposomes. For example, high-density lipoprotein is the main component that destroys liposomes. One of its components is easily combined with phospholipids, thereby causing protein-phospholipid exchange with liposomes. The consequence is the formation of pores in the liposome membrane. At the same time, liposomes activate the complement system in the serum. It will form a membrane attack complex and make the liposome membrane appear hydrophilic. In this case, the leakage of drugs in the entry of water and electrolytes will eventually lead to liposome lysis. 
In addition, serum albumin binds to the phospholipids of liposomes to form a complex. This will also reduce their stability. In addition to the factors you mentioned, does the phospholipase contained in the blood cause a certain amount of damage to the biological stability of liposomes? Phospholipase in the blood can hydrolyze phospholipids, which we all know. The strength of this reaction is determined by the structure of the phospholipid. At the same time, after liposomes enter the circulatory system, they will bind to various opsonins. Opsonin is an antibody or other substance which binds to foreign microorganisms or cells making them more susceptible to phagocytosis. This promotes rapid clearance by the mononuclear phagocyte system. Hepatocyte membrane receptors recognize the negatively charged groups of phospholipids directly exposed on the surface. Therefore, liposomes are first phagocytosed by liver cupfer cells. The combination of these factors makes the half-life of traditional liposomes only 10 minutes. Changing the liposome composition, particle size, and morphological nuclear surface charge will reduce the uptake of the mononuclear phagocyte system. If it is a highly charged cationic liposome, what method can be used to enhance its stability? In the presence of low salt solutions, optimal pH, and antioxidants, highly charged cationic liposomes can be stable in liquid form for several years. If prepared in a cryoprotectant solution, these liposomes can be freeze-dried. This greatly increases their stability. In addition, for freezing and thawing, 5% glucose is usually sufficient. For freeze-drying and rehydration, 10% sucrose may be the best freeze-thaw protection agent. Both are isotonic with physiological fluids. Cationic liposomes have special interaction characteristics. As far as I know, in a simple electrolyte solution, except for vesicles that are not stable due to the presence of hydrophobic defects, the DLVO theory is qualitatively followed. Could you please explain this theory? Sure. The stability of the colloidal system is an important factor affecting its application. DLVO theory is a theory about the stability of colloids or soles and is a classic explanation of the theory of charged colloidal solutions. The DLVO model can quantitatively explain the stability of many charged systems. This theory quantitatively explains the aggregation of water-like dispersions and describes the force of the interaction of charged surfaces through the liquid medium. Simply put, if the electrostatic repulsion between two particles is greater than the van der Waals gravitation, the system is stable. Regarding the charge and ionic strength of the medium, various force distance distributions can be calculated and observed in many hydrophobic colloids. The universal attraction between liposomes is van der Waals attraction, while the long-range repulsion is electrostatic repulsion. The balance between the two determines the stability of the colloid. Under what circumstances, the electrostatic repulsion is greater than the van der Waals gravitational force? If the interaction distance or separation between two particles is close to zero, the growth rate of electrostatic repulsion is slower than that of van der Waals gravity. At this time, the colloidal solution has inherent instability. However, at a larger degree of separation, the electrostatic repulsion can exceed the gravitational force. In the presence of a high potential barrier between the primary minimum distance and the larger distance, the colloidal system is dynamically stable. Therefore, it will not condense in a reasonable time. As the electrostatic repulsion decreases, a subminimum value appears. 
In this system, some flocculation or precipitation can be observed, but in the absence of other forces, it is easy to redisperse. Many studies have emphasized the colloidal stability of charged liposomes. Is there a big difference between the anionic and cationic stability performance of liposomes? The stability performance between these two ions is actually similar. In contrast, compared to electrostatic stabilization, which has been found to be effective in many in vitro applications, steric stabilization is a common method of stabilizing particles in biological systems and high salinity or variable salinity media. In addition, other forces including hydrophobic attraction and hydration, fluctuations, spatial repulsion, repulsion, and forces related to attracting ions should also be introduced to explain the phenomenon that small vesicles are more unstable. Can the stability of the DNA lipid complex also be explained by the DLVO theory? Discussing this issue needs to be analyzed from two aspects, namely during and after the formation of the complex. During the formation process, it is a colloidal interaction that leads to the formation of the complex. The main interaction is electrostatic attraction and hydrophobic interactions and hydrogen bond formation may also contribute. However, after they are formed, a certain number of particles with particle size distribution and surface charge distribution are formed. The stability of classical colloids can follow the functional relationship between their stability and ionic strength, pH, concentration, particle size, the water solubility of lipids, and similar colloidal parameters. In this case, the contribution of the interaction comes from van der Waals forces, electrostatic repulsion, possible hydration, and spatial repulsion, and possible hydrophobic interactions. Qualitatively speaking, DLVO is compliant. I see. The study of liposomes and their stability involves many factors and many fields. To prepare stable and effective liposomes, it is necessary to control a variety of factors, and more importantly, to understand the mechanism that affects the stability of liposomes. So much for our content today. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. I believe that with further in-depth research in various disciplines, liposomes will present greater advantages and application potential. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time. Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.